Hello and welcome to the third episode of Minor Feelings, a newsletter and podcast exploring what's in our heads and how it relates to our world. I'm your host, Divya Kartikeya. Being nice to your friends, your family, your neighbors, your partner, some rando on the street, sometimes it pays off to be nice. Sometimes you're just not, and that kind of pays off too. But have you ever noticed what it feels like in your body? To be nice and prim and proper, and hold back feelings of anger, resentment and pain when someone you love hurts you. The tightness in your chest, the lump in your throat, the half-hearted smile of making peace. While exploring this, I travelled a bit, figuratively of course, to Korea. Koreans probably have the most overt physical manifestation of what happens in your body when you keep things in. It's called Habyong. Ha meaning fire and byong meaning disease. Essentially a fire disease or an anger syndrome. This happens mostly to women. When conflict strikes, their culture takes shape in the form of being nice and being nice meant avoiding anything that was ugly or unpleasant eventually the body begins to strike back by middle age korean men and women were dealing with hwabyong symptoms like chest discomfort a sense of feeling choked like something hot was coming up from the abdomen combined with anxiety and depression almost like your heart exploding I spoke to Dr. Jonghyun Lee, an associate professor of social work at Bridgewater State. He's also a researcher at the Korea Institute at Harvard University, and he's done a lot of work in understanding Korean and Korean-American manifestations of Habyong. The newsletter issue with the podcast tells you much more about the intricacies and nuances of this syndrome, so I urge you to complement this episode with the in-depth and slightly personal. Uh, I want to ask you why, you know, this buildup of uh, emotions, where does it come from? What part of Korean culture or race, you know, dictates the incidence of this syndrome? Is there something within the race and within the culture itself that sort of... Um, creates this kind of a situation for emotions to build up it definitely is because of korean culture uh, because of the confucian culture in korea people should uh, suppress their negative emotions not confronting others is a part of your behavior under the confucian culture so whatever that is negative associated with human interactions, they supposed to suppress it. So without expressing or manifesting their negative emotions, prolonged suppression of such feelings may cause some sort of psychiatric symptoms, but manifesting it through emotional symptoms also not acceptable. 
So that's why people suffer hapyeong, mainly through the somatic symptoms, and then uh, because of the cultural reason, uh, which prohibit them from expressing their negative emotions directly. And this Confucian culture that you're talking about, um, could you tell me a little more about that? So um, Confuci- the basis of Confucian is, is really a harmonious human interactions. So how do we uh, relate to others in a, a benevolent manner is a really focus of Confucian culture. Therefore, because of that reason, sharing negative aspect of emotions, feelings, actions with other people may disturb or interfere the harmonious relationship in itself. Therefore, people um, suppress their um, uh, negative thoughts and behaviors. Is this essentially sort of avoiding conflict or out of the interest of avoiding conflict or conflict resolution in any way? sense that is translating culturally? Um, since the Confucian idea recommend to build the uh, harmonious interactions and relationship with other people and being nice to others and don't confront other people, so try not to embarrass others, try not to make them feel guilt and those kind of things. So in order to be appropriate in human interactions, people simply not to think and express negative feelings toward things and people. But uh, does it have a lot to do with resolving conflict? Does Confucian culture ever talk about resolving conflict? Yeah, so the basic premises is that People should be benevolent toward others in order to build a harmonious relationship. So the conflict is based on interference of those uh, relationships because one is not nice to others, then there will be a conflict. But in order to move away from the conflict and build a harmony, you have to be nice to others. Um, I want to ask you also, this seems very uh, gendered also, because there are these expectations of having to be nice all the time, particularly from women. And um, this syndrome particularly affects women as well, disproportionately. Women of a lower social class in Korea are affected by it disproportionately. So I'm just wondering if, um, you know, if this reason to sort of be nice all the time sort of is likely to impact Korean women than Korean men more. But implementation of such culture in Korean society has also different stories, right? The Confucianism uh, implemented, especially Neo-Confucianism implemented throughout the Joseon dynasty in particular period and then uh, because of that reason, uh, women began to uh, be oppressed more. Uh, why? Because Confucian structure shows the hierarchical structure where the higher level of hierarchical structure be generous and nice toward the juniors. And whereas a lower um, kind of um, 
state of the hierarchical structure is respectable to their seniors and so forth. Somehow, because of that reason, women's place, um, it's positioned in a lower place of the hierarchical structure and strict segregation between men's role and women's role also create certain types of patriarchal oppression that women should en endure. And because of that reason, women are more prone to hapyang than other groups, such as men. So I want to shift to the U.S. now. Um, I want to ask what it means for, I mean, and how does it manifest and what does it really mean for the average Korean-American in the U.S.? And, you know, in when you juxtapose that with the average Korean back home, um, what, what does it mean to have this syndrome? What does it mean to have uh, uh, Byung? What does um, that difference mean and how does it manifest? So in terms of Korean people in the United States, I was wondering about prevalence rate of Hapyang between people in Korea and between Koreans in the United States. And it was very interesting. Um, the studies um, report that the prevalence rate of Hapyang in Korea is between 4 to 5%. But in contrast, the study conducted by Lin, I talked about him earlier, about 12% of Korean people in his sample suffer from hapyeong. So there is a drastic differences between the prevalence rate. And then they actually explains it may be because of difficulties associated with immigration experience, which contribute heightens level of Hapyang symptoms among Koreans in the United States. Hapyang symptoms differ based on gender, age, education level, marital status, employment status, and so forth. At the same time, also they are related to English proficiency, length of residency in the United States, and their affiliation with Korean ethnic communities, those who have strong and close connection to their ethnic community are more likely experience lower level lower levels of Hapyang symptoms in comparison to those who do not have or limited connection to their ethnic communities. You know, is there, when you compare um, South Korea and the U.S., is there some sort of a stigma around going to a therapist or going and accessing treatment or going to those clinics. Um, is there a stigma around it? Is there shame around it, around the fact that you admit having something like that or getting treated for something like that? The major characteristic of Hapyong is self-diagnosis. And people who suffer from Hapyong are letting other people know they are suffering from it. So the underutilization of mental health issue and service related to Hapyong in the United States is more so that the psychiatric, the, this particular psychiatric symptom is not recognized in the United States. 
when they go to the psychiat uh, psychiatric, uh, when they seek for psychiatric help, usually they face, um, they are suffering from depression and other type of psychiatric illness, which carries stigma, unlike Habyang. And they may contribute their underutilization of mental health services. So, if mental health professional can recognize they are suffering from Habyang and understanding its psychosocial significance, people may engage and seek out uh, mental health services the more. So there is an issue of type of service and kind of service and the way we provide mental health services may affect um, help-seeking behaviors of Korean immigrants. And definitely when we recognize Hapyang symptoms and the illness itself and why they suffer from it, and there will be a less stigma that people can be afraid of. So they can actually encourage them to seek out for Hapyang um, treatment, just like people in Korea. So I can say, I can say Hapyang can be also seen as form of coping because um, the cause of Hapyang is because of the abuse, exploitation, discrimination, violence, and such as patriarchy and financial hardship and all these forms of social injustice by recognizing their suffering in itself could be a way of creating some sort of social support which can help them to cope better from their symptoms. So understanding Hapyang is not only based on its illness feature, but also um, the way it can be a coughing is a coping is an um, important aspect. Right. Um, does do you, so? Would this mean that there's more uh, confusion and stigma around uh, created um, around uh, Hapyang in America than there is in Korea? Because in Korea, everyone sort of pretty much tells everyone if they have it. Yes, and it's a way of drawing a health and intervention. For instance, um, you know, I have a marital conflicts with my spouse and they may contribute their experience of Hwabyang and by letting other people know that they have Hwabyang and other people may ask what may cause your experience of Hwabyang symptoms and they begin to open up you know, what may might have been caused their symptoms. And then because of that, other people around them may start to seek out way to intervening the circumstances itself. So uh, by doing that, they may find, may be able to find the remedies that can help them to heal from Hapyang or the psychosocial stressors that may cause their Hapyang symptoms. But in the United States, we don't know about Hapyong, especially among the um, mental health uh, professionals. So they might not be able to offer such services, unlike unlike a Korean context. Um, I want to go back to the question of class, uh, because I want to know exactly why this affects women, particularly over certain uh 
social and economic class, a lower class particularly. And in and I also want to sort of pivot there to Korea because I want to know how women of a lower social and economic class are actually getting access to, um, you know, therapy or any sort of treatment for this there. Right. So I um I think that's um that's very important question. Really seeking into how do we deal with Hapyang then? Um, as you can see, um, in uh, Korea, such as a patriarchal society uh, where women um, hold marginalized position, they have limited accesses to opportunities and um, resources. So because of that reason, they may face increased level of the life adversities in comparison to with uh, in comparison to those with more resources and opportunities and then may then that kind of life conditions may these women put into a place where they can experience happiness more than other group of people yeah, and you know when we talk about treatment, I'm just wondering um, because this is such a this is technically a culture bound syndrome as it's called. Um, we have medicines, we have probably the best. You'd probably have the best psychiatrist or the best psychologist uh, treating you. But at the end of the day, how do we make sure that this doesn't keep happening? Because if it's so culturally bound, does that mean dismantling that Confucian culture that pretty much dictates? Um, how the syndrome works is it is it that is it do we have to dismantle or question certain things that are within that culture itself so maybe when we work with the families and with an individual who suffer from hapyang we can consider and thinking about or promote and reinforce how to build a harmonious relationship among family members by understanding uh, individual positions in a uh, in a in a family and ways in which we can actually be supportive more to another person so when we see the family as a whole among Korean immigrants, we can intervene those aspects of changes in the gender role and contributions each family made. And by recognizing the aspect of the each individual family member's contribution, we can intervene in a different ways that can lower the stress level of Korean women and um, and while increasing the harmonious relationship among family members. That's a one way of thinking of it. Thirdly, I also want to highlight and emphasize the aspect of recognizing different forms of um, mental illness, which is um, associated with each individual ethnic community's um, culture. So in case of Korea and Korean people and Korean immigrants in the United States, Hwapyeong is a form of manifestation of their suffering from all this hardship they face as immigrant group. However, current psychiatric intervention does not recognize their suffering, the culturally um, kind of uh, embedded form of um, suffering. Because of that reason, less number of people actually could get psychiatric intervention. By opening up 
um, our psychiatric intervention that embrace more um, cultures within, we can actually provide much better services that can ensure the well-being of Korean immigrants in the United States, as well as other ethnic groups. That was Dr. Jong Yeon Lee, Associate Professor at Bridgewater State and a researcher at Harvard University's Korea Institute. You know, I meet the most passionate and gracious guests that I bring on to this podcast. And that grace and passion is so lovely to see unfold. But while putting this issue together, I realized maybe it's okay to let it out and not be the best, the nicest and the most graceful always. That's human and that's okay. Thanks for reading and tuning in. See you soon.